I'm now recording. Are you now? Oh, yes. now that all the jokes are over. Yes. Now Good that timing. The, now that the funny stuff is done. Dick. Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer time. Coming to you from Skid Row, Woolly Washington, we're here with the only human with a violent phobia of kale. It's Rick Anderson. Get that shit out of my face. I'll eat it for you. Okay. Also with us could be she or he or it could be a figment of my imagination, but I prefer to call her Bree Edwards. I thought so. Who are you talking did, to, Jeff? Did anyone else hear that? And finally, it's the intern of love, Brandon Edwards. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get any uh, solipsistic uh, reference. Oh well. And I'm still here, damn it! And I love it. And together we form a beer plus three. Yay! Hey, this is the first time we've gotten together in a while. Oh, yeah. I almost handed you my mic. And it's episode so 82. <laughs> 82. 82. We're, 82. In, we're in the 80s now. God damn it. Yeah. Fucking guys. <laughs> we're in the 80s. Like... <laughs> we should, uh, we should wow. all start. We is he going to shoot that? <laughs> <laughs> we should all start showing up with uh, big hair and parachute pants now that we're in the 80s episodes. No, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Big hair and parachute pants. You're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> you can't touch this, though. Bum, uh, uh, uh. That's Did the you? 90s, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That was the 90s. Oh, that's 90s. Is it that 90s? Was 90s. Parachute pants is the 90s? So no, I'm no, no. MC Hammer. Can't touch oh, it. Oh, oh. Was, which was the fashion yeah, uh, evolution. That <laughs> so was like 91, 92, I think. I think of like, yeah, it's 89, 90, and there, that's that's what I think of. It's it's 80s to me. Yeah. Whatevs. Maybe if you were losing oh. your religion. How eighties? Yeah. How eighties were you? Did did you wear eighties shit? Like I remember when stuff? parachute pants came out. I think I must have been in fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I don't know, somewhere in there. And I begged my parents for parachute pants because oh every God. kid in school had parachute pants. <laughs> begged them and begged them and begged them for a whole year. Those but, were like ninety dollars a pair. Right. And back in 1980, in the in the nineteenth, you know, the twentieth yeah. century. Yeah. Um, and I, I just remember them getting it, getting me a pair. Right after everyone stopped wearing them, <laughs> when they went, and they, I put it off, and I put it off. Are you going to wear your new pants to school? No, you should wear your new pants. Why won't you wear those pants? Those were really expensive, and we got you those pants. And okay, so I wore them to school. Relentlessly made fun of me the whole fucking day. Never wore them again. Did you have one of zippers those shirts? fucking everywhere? And yeah. it was almost as bad as corduroy. Yeah. Every did time you, you walked, did you ever own one of those shirts with like the fake flap that looks like there was another shirt underneath? I did not. Oh, I didn't. I don't I'm remember sorry. that. Those were probably expensive too. Those I, were probably expensive. <laughs> <I had laughs> the, the fake flaps. I had those. You had. <laughs> Wait a minute. How old were you in the eighties? No, they can. They came back to life in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh really? Oh yeah, they did. Oh, they were fucking. You know ugly. what? But you know what? <laughs> didn't? Yes, they were. You know what? Didn't <laughs> those awesome sunglasses with the slats? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Kanye West. Brought him back. Yes, but two thousand seven. No, 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 they're called stunner shades. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> but everyone in my high school had Kanye. a bunch of them, like really? random colors for every day Weird. of the week. Sweet. Yeah, so, I, I remember in the like two thousand ten and be, somewhere between two thousand. It was two thousand six and the like young generation just yeah. went eighties nuts. I don't know what what the oh. hell happened. 
there was like an 80s night at every freaking bar all of a sudden. Oh, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Well, Weird. I remember when there used to be 90s nights when I started drinking, and now it's just throwback Thursday, and I'm sad, because 90s <laughs> are the best. Because, the, every, no, no. Well, no. when it comes to going to the club and music. Well, you probably remember the 90s. I think that's the difference. No. <laughs> it was the gay 90s for me. I was I super, <laughs> I, was, I lived under a rock for the first part of the 90s, because I was, you know, I was, I didn't, I turned 10 in 99. Oh my fucking God. I started junior high in 2000. Oh God. I, I lived under a rock pretty much the there's, entire there's 80s. There's certainly pressure on my colon right now. <laughs> the same town that Jeff did. What's that? Uh, but what? I, I, I lived under a rock throughout all the 80s, but that's... Yeah, but that was Burlington. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Burlington like, was the rock. Like, like, when I conceptualize what 80s, uh, like, clothing styles are... I think of like denim jackets with like the fleece lining. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there was always hectic. those guys always hung out together, and they all dressed exactly the same. Oh yeah, <laughs> so amazing, so amazing. Yeah. That was uh, I think I told the Keone story of him burning the you know try to burn this asshole shirt. That was those guys. And they all came after us at once. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do the uh, '80s hair at all? Anyone? '80s like you know. Well, this so yeah, yeah. so. Let me just explain. Flock of seagulls, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what. No, it's just the bangs. Hold on, actually, oh, we got okay. a picture. The oh, bangs. you have a picture. Awesome. Oh, she's got a picture. Yeah, the bangs. The girls yeah. with the bangs that had more hairspray in just their bangs than anywhere else on their head, <laughs> and they just stayed there no matter how much they moved their head. It yeah. Just Constantly stayed there. You could have thrown a brick at them and never yeah. would have touched them. Just hit that hair and so, straight off. I'm really sad because I just put the photo that I want. I want to share in the mail because it's, it's a sassy me in a diaper with the with the 80s like plastic cover and the shirt and these huge glasses that a backwards cap and a tie dye shirt with <laughs> like bangles from. Please that tell me you house. were like 17 when that picture was taken. No. <laughs> <laughs> But um, my parents, for the longest time, refused to acknowledge that the oh, 80s were over. Oh, so, my goodness. Um, wow. My mom and my dad continued oh, wow. to have the really crazy 80s hair and mustache and then thus pass it on to their daughter, yeah. who eventually grew a lot more you hair. You look happy as hell. I was a <laughs> Whatever happy they're kid. shaking behind the camera, you're going, oh, my God, would you look at that? It's probably a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's uh, yeah. That's uh, it. Looks like your parents really. Like my parents, didn't still, my mom go. still wore the shoulder shoulder pads on her shirts until about oh, 1998. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. It was the 90s. There was lots of shoulder pads in the 90s too. Shoulder pads in the 80s too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, my parents. I don't think ever left the 80s. Wow. What year was this taken? Let's see, on that was their prime. Yeah. Um, I like January ninety one. Uh, wow, my dad is. I, I, oh, Mike I'm though? a little old. No, I'm the same age as my parents were in this picture. Holy shit! I don't wow. remember. I thought it was Mike that said it, but um, oh, there you go. See, you're feeling right now the way I felt a few minutes ago when you said you were ten in 1999. <laughs> what, what year is this? <laughs> this is 1991. Now you, now you can relate. <laughs> my parents are tiny? my age. You're that tiny. My parents are my age. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, super 80s. I will never be my parents' age. Mom would blast, you know, what have you, <laughs> music. What a, Rihanna music. is one and a half in so 1991. So what 80s, what 80s uh, music do you still listen to? Any? Anything? 80s do anything rock, survive for you? Glam rock. Besides Rick metal, Astley, because of some pop. obviously everyone. <laughs> because I don't want to... Oh, my well, God. I was, Actually, you know what? I've 
been off of this podcast for a long time, but I still listen. Mm -hmm. And there were, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, Jeff was having the worst brain farts trying to remember (laughs) anything. (laughs) And it was absolutely killing me because I had an answer for all of it. (laughs) You were like, what was the one, uh, you know, holding out for a hero? It was, and I'm like... Bonnie Tyler, Bonnie Tyler, Bonnie Tyler, 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 yeah. (laughs) I'm holding out for the hero to the end of the night. He's gotta be strong. If you've not seen Flashdance, you need to watch Flashdance. He's gotta be fresh (laughs) from the fight. Well, I, I think uh, Flashdance, can, can, we can let go that of that That was actually one, Footloose. Was that Footloose? It was Footloose. Mm. God, that was, was a footloose? bad it's Footloose. Footloose was terrible. I was in the musical. No, because I remember I Need a Hero was in... It was Footloose. Was it? I, was in the, I was in the musical. the song where she does the water thing? And she's oh, that's, that's Flashdance. That's Maniac. Maniac. Oh, she's yeah. a maniac. Yeah. I got and, that and way off. Dirty Dancing, it was Total Eclipse of the Heart. She had a song for every single one of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was the answer to uh, all and, of our 80s dreams. And, and interestingly enough, she wrote none of those songs. Of course she didn't. All yeah. written by the same guy that wrote all of the songs for Meatloaf, actually. Meatloaf didn't write any of his songs either. Weird. There was this guy, what? and he was just super prolific, and he wrote the lyrics and the music. It's all like, you, you could find scores for the oh, music. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, I think um, I, I was saying before the podcast that one of my guilty pleasures is is Rat, and I have some of their tracks in in my iTunes, which I'm going to go ahead and admit right here on the podcast, <laughs> and hopefully I'm not uh, I'm not. Um, what are you guys giggling about? <laughs> she just well, put her picture. Put her picture. No, in. no, Brandon did. Well, and Brandon, I, I'm going. Picture. Why? Why God? But as I understand it, Brandon, you have a little recollection of, of Rat, a, 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 a special memory. He's going and, round and round. And, and, and this was not in the 80s. This was like years and years later. This is probably, I don't know, um, a few years early ago. to mid-2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a carpenter once upon a time, and we were remodeling this uh, apartment complex <laughs> But that's when he became a messiah and quit that whole <laughs> carpenter thing. <laughs> I, I, I tried my hand at uh, uh, it's the only Easter joke I'm going to get yeah. as, as a bricklayer and what what are the other things that uh, that guy was attributed with? Wasn't he a guild at some point? Uh, yeah, we don't talk about his past. All right, he was a web developer great. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Second rule of Jesus: you do not talk, talk about, about Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but so we we're remodeling this uh, apartment complex, and it was all occupied. So as you go from unit to unit, you have to schedule with the uh, the people that live there to make sure you can get in and that it's okay. Mm. And, uh, we were uh, pulling out all the old windows and putting in new ones. So pretty much, you get to spend a day with the tenants of each uh, each of these units, and so some days would be like fun and interesting other days would be like an episode of hoarders and others <laughs> would be like just absolutely foul yeah. and some of them were just really uncomfortable and that was the one that i always associate with rat because i had rat on the playlist uh when we were you know listening to music as we go around to each of these different units and this was the early 2000s again is that what you said uh, oh yeah uh-huh okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, sure and the tenant that an- answers the door as Rat is playing uh-huh. is this gal that probably wasn't even alive when Rat came out. Like, young gal, and uh, she really had nothing better to do than talk to us about 80s music. Like, <laughs> like we... We uh, we knock on the door. She answers. You and look I don't strong. even get a chance to. I don't get a chance to even say like, 
hello, I'm from blah, 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 construction, and, you know, we're here to, you know, remodel your windows as per the notice you received 24 hours prior. Yeah. Uh, she just interrupts, and she says, is that rat? Are you guys listening to rat? <laughs> just super enthusiastic. And she goes on to talk about, like, bands I've never even heard of that she's just like, apparently, a huge 80s aficionado. Uh, but maybe uh, a, a little bit of a... Uh, a, a fetish too, because yeah. she just shamelessly macked on everyone that was working on the uh, her apartment that day. Like it was just like, well, I got nothing better to do, so I'm gonna go back and change into something cute and come out and just make everyone really uncomfortable. Nice. <laughs> nice. Do you have a knack for finding women that like to do that to you? You just have to go door to door like he did. That's a killer combo, though, right? Brandon and Rat. That's just like the panties are immediately on uh, around the ankles. <laughs> Mine are already there. <laughs> just hearing the stories caused it. Wow, that's that's impressive. Exactly. <laughs> just wet everywhere. So how do you? I mean, do you? At any point, do you actually say something to someone? I mean, you had to have encountered that kind of thing before, right? I mean, do you ever actually uh-huh. say something to someone at some point that they're just sort of maybe don't do that or? Or do you just uh, deal with it? You know, um, I, I, I fancy that, uh, you know, every day has little highlight reels from the worst pornos that I've ever seen. <laughs> as they just go through my life, you know. <laughs> now, I'm just picturing some pornos with you in it. I'm, sure there, I'm sure there are people. It's better. I'm sure there are people who hear that. <laughs> wow. I'm sure there are people who hear that story, though, and they think. You think, wow, that's awesome. But I'm sure after like the you know two or three dozen times, it probably gets to be. Well, it, I think it's actually more how how long someone is willing to uh, maintain. Like, you know, okay, this guy is obviously you know trying to be professional and trying to keep it together and trying to be nice. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give up. But others, like for instance, an entire eight hour day, <laughs> where it's like, come on, maybe she needs to go to the grocery store maybe she has errands no apparently this is her day off and you know she wasn't planning on doing anything else besides making an entire it really wasn't her day off she just quit her job (laughs) just to be like i'm gonna get some deep dick in and i need it now from this guy i'm gonna get my 80s tribute band off the ground finally (laughs) this is gonna happen and this is the guy that's gonna do it for me i i I could talk about construction stories all day long there was one uh I would go ahead and just say Cougar that we were remodeling her house and uh, she was just making everyone on the job site uncomfortable. Like she was, I mean, she was a paying client uh, and all of the guys that were like half fuckable on the job site didn't even matter. Like she just, she wasn't just being a nice lady. Like she, like heavy sexual innuendo. She was and just being like, a nasty lady. <laughs> she was just—I mean, she was trolling She's the water. She's naughty. like, you know what? Maybe naughty. I re- get rejected ten times, yeah. but all that matters is what someone one person says. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at the time, I was working. Uh, I, I was an apprentice carpenter, and uh, this lady was like really. She was she was laying it down hard with me. And uh, the the journeyman who I was working under, uh, she was getting in my way enough that I wasn't able to like work at the pace that he wanted to go. And he actually like confronted her, and he he said something like really direct and offensive to her, like you know, you're paying us to you know do what exactly? You're keeping me my apprentice from doing his. Job. And he was very. I can't remember exactly what he said. It was years ago, yeah. but. 
she was offended. She like didn't even graces uh, him with a response and left. Yeah. And for the like the duration of the next three weeks, like just looking daggers at him, just the entire vibe changed. It was. Wow. So you know, became uncomfortable in a completely different way. Stay, stay, yeah. Just stay professional and just like. All she wanted to do was to help clean your drill. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, it's funny. I think I've heard that nice. one before. <laughs> nice. Need yeah. help with that hammer, yeah. big boy? You got to wonder about. Well, I mean, I could see like a little bit of flirting, but actually following. I mean, they were following. You had women who would follow you around or constantly bother you. Or, or or stand in your way, yeah. like as you're trying to do something, get between you and what you're yeah. trying to do. That implies that they must have had some success with this approach in the past. You know what I mean? Like they must have like actually lived out. The oh, they just watched porn. way too much eighties porn. Yeah, that's what well, I was going to say. I mean, say. the handyman thing is it, there's totally a fetish about that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nicely done. Nicely done. There's yeah. a fetish about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there is. So, what do you guys think of the Elysian Breakbeat Manic IPA series? It is good. Um, yeah. I think it pairs really well with the coffee I'm still drinking. <laughs> it really does. And it did. It did pair with the coffee I was, I finished. I liked it. Anybody else? I mean, it was, I do. It was not remarkable, but it was good. It was. It was uh, very the diglo. The breakbeat. Ah, the breakbeat. It it tastes like a beer uh, that is. Uh, it, the recipe is designed to be uh, economical. Um, and by that, I mean one of the most expensive things that you can put into a beer when you're brewing it is the hops. Hops are really expensive, and uh, it's it's got good bittering. It's got good mellow bittering, but there is zero aromatics to it. No. And where you get aromatics is not from the boiling of the hops, but either when you put the hops in right after you finished boiling it, and yeah. it doesn't draw the alpha acids out. That's what makes it bitter. And mm. the only way you can get those out is by boiling them. Yeah. But the other thing that you get is the aromatics, and that's simply from the hops soaking in the beer, either after it's been boiled or when you dry hop it. Mm-hmm. And that happens later on in the process after the beer is, you know, 70 degrees, room temperature. It's just fermenting, doing its thing. Yeah. And that's the dry hopping. But fairly a bit more expensive because the volume of hops that you need to get the aromatics is a great deal more than the volume of hops that you need to just boil the the bitter out of it right so hmm. to me it tastes like a beer that they can make affordably <laughs> and sell for pretty good money because they put a flashy label on it <laughs> it is a really cool label it Rick, does taste like an IPA did you, filtered did you buy Budweiser. this beer I'll give you that um, I can't hear you <laughs> no, I didn't buy that beer. <laughs> I uh, I bought this one. Yeah, I bought that one over there. The next one we're gonna. When drink. I, I picked, Ooh, I also picked very the, uh, yeah. the break out to go first. So I, I remember Daglo having a more distinct taste and just standing mm-hmm. out a bit more. And I'm glad we started the breakout because it, it is a very very mellow IPA. Very mellow. IPA. Yeah. A good starting beer. Nothing spectacular about it. Pick this up. Yeah. <laughs> if you flip it over, it'll sh- so we're looking at my hammer a thorn a Thor bleh, beer opener. Mm. It is so precious. It's heavy too. You could hurt say, someone with that. I was going to say it's appropriate that we were talking about the handyman. You crack nuts with this. The handyman <laughs> before having this this beer because it's um that's what it kind of it's the handyman of beers. It's it's like not really special in any particular way. My handyman is special. <laughs> Fuck just, off. It just kind of gets the job done. 
I defended your honor. It's okay. Is Brandon a handyman? He is. Oh, oh man. I always he, tell, he, I always, he's all hands, oh no God. mouth. I no, 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 no. There's a lot of that, too. I always tell Deanne I'm not so much a handyman as I am a handy-capable man. <laughs> but a bunch. No, when, when he Although, puts on his tool belt and he yeah. gets his sachet on, because he sachets, yeah. he doesn't just walk, he sachets. Sachet? Your swing. Oh, my God. He sashays. He sashays. He's he's making handyman chic. It's gonna be it's gonna be a thing soon. Oh, man. But, uh, or no, he's gonna join the village people after having like. made after having <laughs> made a comment like after having made a comment that sounds like I'm disparaging handyman. Which uh, handyman? Handyman? Handyman's? Handyman's? Min. What's the plural? Min. Handy people. <laughs> hey guys, handy. people first language. It's handy people persons. who are handy. Handy <laughs> people who get handy. Handy person. <laughs> People who get handies. Mostly found in handies, Hooters. Yes. <laughs> Oops. But wow, I was just going to... fast. I was going to say, I've been having like this uh, thing happen lately in my personal life where I've... we uh, About three weeks ago, and during the windstorm, uh, our, the gate on our fence blew over. I mean, it literally, it broke the post that the hinge is connected to. It split it right down. Gate came off completely. And um, I, I was kind of in this... Having this moment of despair, thinking, man, this sucks. This is going to be an expensive... Fix. I'm gonna have to call somebody. I looked up a bunch of handy, handy man, handy people, handy persons, <laughs> people and who are handy, handy capable people. And I and I got some quotes through email, and I was getting anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred and fifty dollars for to fix. I kind of had like this little personal revelation of you know the the thing that's it's not so much that this thing broke, it's that I'm I'm I feel helpless that I can't do anything about it. And that's and I was and I was just walking around the house for a week, just going. Fuck, I hate that. You know, and I was like, Dan's like, who cares if we spend 500 bucks to get it fixed? And I was like, it's not the money. It's I hate the feeling that I'm completely at the whim of nature. It's like, and I can't fix this goddamn thing. So I actually went and I looked at it for the longest time and I started taking apart all the things I would have to do. I'd have to get the little segment of the fence out first that, that's between our house and the gate. I'd have to get the post out. And so I started looking up like YouTube videos. I was going to say, I was going to be very uh-huh. snarky about yeah. it. I was going to say YouTube's there for a reason. Yeah, and I actually have gotten to the point now where I'm, I'm, I've almost got the post out. That is such a pain in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Out. But I've almost there. It's wiggling. I just need to, to pull it out. And I've, I've literally got all the rest of the steps, and I'm almost there. Well, Rick, you've it, completely outed us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, the, the, there's this, your secret, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, carpentry not rocket science. Well, it's, it's not. <laughs> no, but it does take, I mean, it's one of those things where you do have to have some experience. I mean, the, the more experience you have, the better. You can become more it's efficient not, at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, like for me, it's it's still two weeks later and I'm still, you know, our fence is still well, you're, not You're not doing yet. it as a full-time job. If, right. If you, let's say it's two weeks later, but maybe you've only spent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, a couple collective hours per week on it. If you were to add up all the time that you spend actually with a tool in your hand doing something with the fence, yeah. uh, by the time you're done with it, maybe you spend eight hours on it. Mm-hmm. And you go back and you, like, you look at, okay, what's the billing rate for the guy that would have done it for $500? Yeah. You probably would be paying yourself about as much money as he would be pay- getting paid to do. Yeah. I'm being shown very inappropriate pictures. But, oh, uh, really? <laughs> of, of handyman? But, uh, yeah, well, as, she's as handy. Little, as a little, <laughs> we're, we're looking at a picture of a woman on what appears to be a production line holding a uh, a. She's making sure exactly a dildo. A dil- She's okay. making a suction cup dildo that's about as long as my forearm. <laughs> 
And the, 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 it's, it's obviously from Reddit and the title or whatever the text says, when you think your job's shit, just remember you could be Maria the Dildo Dipper. <laughs> That's true. But she I wanted is to... making the, the, she is making the tips pink. It's yeah. important. Yeah, that yeah, it looks realistic, yeah, although real. it's not If, if you ask her, different. her production engineer what her job title is, though, yeah. w- would it be? Dildo dipper. It'd probably be production worker. <laughs> Assistant dildo, dildo dipper. Oh, ooh, personal massage tinkerer. Or detailer. Yeah, dildo dipping. Personal massage like dildo detailer. Dipper. That's that's awesome. But I, I was gonna I was gonna, I'm going to finish hell, my okay. little story about the fence and the change in my attitude about these kind of things. Which is, um, yesterday, I was I set out to mow our lawn and I went and yanked the cord and the entire cord snapped and came out of the you know the little starter cord. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And I had I had like that same I felt that immediate knee jerk impulse of what the hell am I going to do about this? We have to go out and buy a new lawnmower. And then I caught myself and I thought, God damn it! Here's that stupid like the thing uh-huh. that I'm I'm trying to fix. And I got online and I literally found I mean our lawnmower is close to ten years old at this point. I literally found a guy online showing the exact same model of lawnmower and how uh-huh. to do this. And I was like, oh, shit, You're not I the first person this. who this has happened to. Yeah. And, you know, the next thing you Google, you can find an exploded diagram of that exact model of yeah. Uh, yeah. lawnmower. Yeah. And then you can find the part number. Yeah. You, you wouldn't even need to call a part supply store. You could literally Google that part number. Yeah. It would come up on eBay or on some parts direct website. Right. You could order it and then watch the YouTube video to yeah. figure out how to swap it out. Yeah. <laughs> but it felt good. I spent yesterday instead of mowing my lawn, I went to Lowe's and got this part and t- and disassembled the you know the the top the upper part of the lawnmower, pulled it all apart, uh-huh. did it all. I had I even had to you even had to make an alteration to the actual thing. You had to melt part of this little plastic wheel to get the cord. Then I was like, oh my god, man, I'm I'm like doing stuff I should not be doing. But I by the end of the day, I had it fixed and it was working again. Sweet. And I was yeah, like, that's and what I, the I didn't even for. I didn't even mow the lawn at that point. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I won for today. That was perfect. <laughs> you have kids that should be mowing the lawn anyway. Yeah, well, well, that's a that's a, another discussion entirely. <laughs> Check it out, sweetheart. Look what I did. What did you do today? Guess who's mowing the lawn tomorrow? Not me. <laughs> exactly. You like all those electronics you own or not own? Aww. But anyway, I would you love, like to not have those? I like that. I love. I'm feeling good about that lately. I feel good about the fact because I was never raised with somebody who taught me any of that kind of stuff, and to to actually start taking those kind of things on and to, not feel so helpless is is a, it's a good become thing. a handy dad. You know, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get well, to the that title, but I, I think that's actually something you can get in trouble for. Do you okay. want to know a, 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 a cool point for you though, Rick? Here's something for you. Yes. You only at Hooters. As simple as it is, you know how to change a tire. I yeah. do not. You want to know why? Why? My dad said, because I'm a girl, I won't need to do it. I can always ask someone to do it. Oh. But you know how to do it, and you taught your kid to do it. So it, you may not be handy, like build a house handy, but yeah. you know shit that is really practical and necessary. There's you know, a lot that, of stuff. That's yeah. actually one of my favorite stories. I've I've told that story of the night, that the Black Friday night, when we were, we were all up drinking, and uh, your daughter came oh, back with a oh. flat tire, and you're like, oh, you know, it's probably just, it's cold out, so the tire looks low. Yeah. And we went out, and it was very obviously flat. It was dead. And you were yeah. like, sweetie, I'm going to show you how to change a tire. And this guy who, granted, I don't know you really well, yeah. but my impression of you is, you know, white-collar IT guy. I mean, you, you were the guy that I call 
if I have any computer problems. Yeah. Not the guy that I call if I've got a flat tire out on the road late at night. <laughs> and you proceeded to swap that tire out pit crew style, just like <laughs> ninja. You know and you're like, there, sweetie, you think you could do that? <laughs> I'm like, Rick. Being black, that it was Black Friday. What's funny is I, I, I remember the incident. I, I don't, seriously almost I heard you say, "Being black." <laughs> <laughs> wow, I used to be, but I, I gave it up. I Michael Jackson. <laughs> I found out it's way better to be white, so I, I went that way with it. Lena, uh, uh, let's not get into politics. Yeah, let's not do that. But uh, no, it's funny as I, I remember that night, but I was drunk enough to where I don't actually remember the details of how that happened. <laughs> And I just, I know that we were all on the street cheering you on. That's all I know. I thought I, okay, I didn't, I don't remember that I did it by myself. Didn't you guys, you guys helped, right? No. No. (laughs) You think I helped? No. I can never. You had a teenage daughter standing there. I'd be like, get down there and do it yourself. Yeah. (laughs) It's not that goddamn hard. Lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Go. Well, I, I, I may have helped with the jack, but like, I mean, pit crew style, like, you know, the, knew the order of the lug bolts to loosen and how to oh, tighten oh, them back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe I'm easily impressed, but I was like, <laughs> Rick, I'm I'm getting a little bit wet in the panties. I, I feel like you this were is straight out of just the right angle. You didn't I see his phone to... with the Google uh, and the YouTube <laughs> thing going on. He's like, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah, you know, when my tire went flat, I called my dad because Brandon was out doing something and didn't yeah. have time to talk to me. Yeah. And I asked him to coach me through changing my flat tire. And he said, "Don't bother. Just see. There's a gas." and ask someone else to do it again. So, you remember that day? That was a sad day. Someone had uh, stabbed a pike through my tire. Did what? On purpose? Yeah, oh no, there, it was a period of time where I, where I was working. Yeah. All of our cars got vandalized, so I got the least wor- problem was the tire. One of my, fr- one of my coworkers had... Um, Sugar poured in her gas line. Oh, shit. And so she had to go and awesome. get it completely yeah. redone. And then another one had their window smashed. And another one got keyed. Oh, you just Yikes. had an angry customer or something? No, no. This was uh, this was back when I was working as a caregiver. So the people that we work with wouldn't know how to do that. But we had some really hooligan-like folks that lived in, across the parking lot from wow. the house that I was working at. So. Goddamn kids! So then we, said, we asked them. Um, we, we had been asking for um, cameras for a while at that point. I'm like, well, now we have absolute reason to have cameras. And yeah. so they put up cameras, but they're fake. Uh, They're too lazy to actually, you know, install them. I worked at a place once where we had fake cameras and it did it worked, but that's well, I, that was way back. That was in the mid nineties. Well, I don't know if people are. I think people are a little more sophisticated now. Would notice there's no cables or anything, you know, coming off the camera. So and, here's here's an example of, of why we should just forego fake cameras and start learning how to have real ones. Like actually learn how to install them or pay yeah. for people to install them. Yeah. Find a handyman. Um, <laughs> is that my vet? Um, it was over on Northwest and Maplewood, so they put up a fake camera to get the druggies away, and that worked. However, a man who was having a severe mental health crisis busted into the vet at 7 o'clock in the morning and attempted to kill one of my vets and, like, stabbed her several times. Oh, my God. And then ran out and then went to continue to stab some more vets at the neighboring veterinary hospitals. Um, and he, he was he was eventually caught, but he sent four people to the hospital. Veterinary? Or veterinary, no. like... <laughs> Is Dan was veterinary? Uh, she said vet. Vets. No, but she said veterinary. Veterinary. Oh, okay. Okay. after the fact. My okay. veterinary okay. hospital. I was like, no, keep it. So where Veter- I take my oh, where okay. I take my little animals to go and and get love and attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she actually ended up quitting. Fair enough. Yeah. But um, 
the, I remember walking because I, I had a really early morning appointment, so they were going to specially let me in. So when I got there, there were police everywhere. Sheriffs were interviewing staff, and I remember wow. Shel Shelby, yeah. the receptionist, that's how often I'm there. I know everyone by name. She just yanks me in the building and locks the door behind me, as much good as it would do, I don't know. Yeah. And I remember the cops saying, well, you have cameras, can you see the footage? And they're like, actually, it's fake. And so instead of being able to find the guy right away, it took them, I think, another six or eight hours Mm. To find him. Jeez. Yeah. So Did he stab anybody else after that? Or? He stabbed, he sent four people to the hospital. But that was in the hospital, correct? No, he, so he stabbed a vet tech in the vet, one of the vet vets in my, in my clinic. And then he went down to, there were two more along um, in the Northwest um, Fountain District. And he went in and stabbed a couple more. So this, this was a, oh, like an animal hospital. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was thinking because you've been a caregiver to vets, I oh, was confusing. That's why oh, I went no, veterinary no. or oh, oh. No, we're the my vet hospital. No, my yeah, animals to get nice yeah. love and yeah. attention. I didn't yeah. even I, I didn't even Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, oh, I was no. a little confused. Because yeah. <laughs> things were getting interesting. I was like, now he's stabbing animals. Yeah. That's so weird. He went to Maplewood. He went to the cat clinic. And then he went to Fair, or Fountain District Clinic. The back, the Why back, was this person so angry so back, at people that take care of animals? So the background of the story is he Mental actually health. had a pet that was very sick. And he took the pet to multiple vets and each vet said you need to put your your animal, animal down. down i don't know if it was yeah. a dog but a cat uh, he, had a, a cat. he had a uti and i think it was that he just didn't medicate it appropriately and actually, yeah the cat the ended up dying and he took and he held all of these vets responsible for not doing something for his animal wow yeah but, well um, mental illness doesn't holy americans shit. in their pets he, he had well yeah. it turns out that I'm he kidding. also so he had a severe psychotic mental illness Okay. And he was experiencing you psychosis. Think? But when they went into his apartment, they found that he not only was he having like bipolar psychosis issues, um, he was also an animal hoarder. So he had cages of birds oh, and cats and rabbits and puppies. Oh, now he's getting arrested for animal cruelty. Yeah. Yep. Let's add that charge to attempted murder. I think he you got know, sent to Western State, and that was the end of what I. The speaking end of, it. of um, which, then immediately closed. Yep. Speaking well, of mental illness, uh, did you guys? You guys heard the. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you heard the story of the guy in Seattle who climbed the tree yep. downtown Seattle. Nope. Really? You didn't hear it? No. Guy, kind of, kind of a little mm -hmm. bit bonkers, went and climbed the tree, climbed this big tree. You know in the, the giant Seattle. sequoia tree that's in the middle of downtown Seattle that they do the Christmas lighting. It's about eight stories tall. So there's an eight-story tall sequoia that they always do the Christmas lighting around, and it's this kind of icon for downtown Seattle. A guy was having a, I believe, it was bipolar manic episode, homeless. Um, climbed up to the top of the tree and started pelting people with apples and trees and or trees, tree, bran tree branches. <laughs> Sorry, How you get the trees up. There? I That's tried to swallow awesome. my 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 uh, <laughs> crunchy thing that I'm eating pretzel. Um, tree branches, rocks, mm. whatever he had. He ended mm. up sleeping up there. Ended up peeing in, in his pants. You know, crap getting everywhere. He nailed a cop in the head mm. with um, I think with a with a branch or a rock. And then they shot him immediately. No. They agreed. He stayed up there for 24 hours. They let him climb down because he finally kind of came out. Because you don't stay in psychosis. It comes in waves. It's very circular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he finally came down and then actually climbed down. And because they, they, they promised that they wouldn't arrest him, that they wouldn't send, uh, shoot him. So he came down and they just took him to the hospital to get evaluated for mental health. Wow. wow. that's a And then they immediately put him back out on the street because he didn't have insurance. <laughs> Well, they, it's the circle they, they, they actually could because of the severity of the issue they actually were able to um, 
detain him for three days in the hospital for evaluation. Yes, but that's like that's like that's like getting insurance after the accident. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, sorry, I don't mean to get political or anything. This is a this is a great example. The reason I brought that up is because this is a great example of how the media. Like when I first read it, it was all being reported as, "Oh my God, this is so crazy and goofy," and it was it was reported almost with that kind of weird news tone. You know, like the. Like as if it were a farmer who dug up, you know, a, a fifty-pound potato or something like. You know, it was it was that tone. It's and that's because we yeah. we don't take mental health seriously. Right. And that's why exactly. I'm a huge advocate for yeah. mental health rights and providing proper care and, mm-hmm. and treatment. Yeah. And yeah, no, everyone was laughing and thought I was hysterical. But you know, I was looking at this, going, this guy needs a lot of psychological help. Not yeah. only is it a danger to everyone else that he's pelting with, he can fall and die. Yeah. And he, and you know, this the, the sad thing is that it doesn't take very much to start to rein in uncontrollable mm. mental illness. Like, I mean, like, uncontrolled mental illness. Well, especially like, something right. like bipolar or, or manic depression. It's something that could probably be treated very well, and he could have a completely... Oh, he, yeah. would, he wouldn't even yeah. need medication in some accounts. In exactly. Like, it just um, needs coping skills. Exactly. And, 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 but because our society, and, and, and this is just human society overall, really doesn't take mental illness very seriously, because crazy is funny, and yeah. funny is crazy. Yeah. Don't well, get me wrong, I think it's fucking hilarious, and it is funny, but well, it also... Funny, there's always something serious you need to yeah. address. Well, and I, to me, you know, and I, I'll, I'll confess, I, I laughed about it when I first heard it and, mm-hmm. and, and thought, well, Jesus, that's ridiculous, you know, that he's climbed up this tree. But the PI, somebody at the Seattle PI had the presence of mind to actually write an article, go talk to his mom. Oh, really? And she said, yeah, like three, four years ago, he's, you know, he's always been a little off. But three or four years ago, he started going. It, worse, like he, you yeah. could see it. He, he yeah. just started going downhill fast it and started doing all kinds. Of Here's crazy the rails. Things. There's Bob. So, yeah. yeah, and then she. So it wasn't. Oh, Bobby has always been a climber yeah. <laughs> since yeah. he was little. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's it, and so um, with the state Medicaid Apple Health, like technically he could have insurance and get that emergency care. Um, Medicaid covers. Yeah. I want to say almost 100 percent of all costs, unless you have to get some kind of specialty treatment, hmm. which then it covers part part of it. And then DSHS will subsidize, so they'll help pay for the costs. But people just need to know how to go ask for it. Yeah. But the fact that we are so limited in, in mental health providers mm-hmm. as well, there's so many people who need services and not enough people who are licensed. Like, I got licensed. Uh, I finally have my license. I'm really Woo-hoo! excited. Yay. Um, and <laughs> no, it's awesome. the, yeah, it the biggest issue that I've been talking with my – so I have a – so I'm in an LMHCA, so in order to get drop the A and just be a licensed mental health counselor, I have to be supervised. And so I'm working with a – gentleman who's been working in this area for about 20, 30 years now. And he goes, the biggest issue is not that we are lacking ethical counsel or that are the, is not that the biggest issue is not ethics at this point or, you know, and some of it is, yeah, the stigma we have towards mental illness, but is that we don't have enough providers because so many people have so many issues that are finally out in the open and willing to be addressed and need it to be addressed. Um, I was reading a statistic that states that, um, today's average teenager has the anxiety of a World War II vet, World War One vet, <laughs> to given all the societal pressures that they have to do in order to go through. So when they have a mental breakdown, you know, in their mid-20s, which is about average, not only do we have genetic predispositions, depending on your family, it's it's not surprising. We just keep pushing people and pushing people and pushing people, make living conditions unattainable, and then 
wonder why is the well, world yeah. fucked up? Uh, somebody posted a, a little cartoon on the interwebs there, the, the friend face. That it showed, uh, you know, a mother and kid. And the mother was like, "We need a um, like better health care." And then it shows the kid, a little bit grown up. I want a better education. And then there's another guy in a suit says, "No." And then no. And then finally it says, uh, "We want uh, fair and and you know more jobs and this that." And then no. And then finally it's the the kid all grown up holding up the gun to the the, the yeah. guy in the suit. And then the guy saying, "How did this happen?" <laughs> you know, which is exactly, exactly how it is. It. One of the strange things, and and this is. I'm sure I'm not definitely not the first one to ever say this or think this, but I find it very strange that we can go, we get uh, basically a free checkup every year with through usually through insurance, free checkup, physical checkup every year where your doctor goes, now, how's things going? Are you breathing okay? You know stuff, and he does the thing and the blood and the ass thing and whatever. <laughs> or to quote uh, Mike and just do hand gestures over and over. And um, not the like dickle. that. You guys must go through a lot more trauma. Oh, it's so sexy. I just get, I just um, get but. Uh, Mine does the ass thing three times per visit. Mm-hmm. You have three times. Yeah, one, two. I'm done. How about you? Was it good for you? My doctor always smokes a cigarette by the time he's done with me. Um, but you know, we we physically go through this. But there's nothing in place like that. I take my daughter every year to get her checked out in the five different doctors she has to go to to get checked out. But none of those are have anything to do with mental health, and that's. Uh, that is w- one of the aspects I think that is missing from the human condition of our first world problems, of course. Um, the first thing I thought of with the teenage that you brought up, I'm like, mm, first world problems when there's teenagers with guns on the other side of the world that are being inc- really victimized, not just by society's pressures. Yeah. But uh, um, but that is something that our society in a whole, especially Western society, is missing. I don't know about I can't speak for Asia, yeah. but well, Western society. In, in terms of in terms of Western society, so the state Medicaid are um, they cover mental health? Is it? It's that therapists or counselors don't accept that state insurance because they get paid less than half of the rate they would for private. So some counselors will just opt out to never taking the state Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't accept you know, sliding pay scales. So they only want to get from the prime insurance. So you, so it's finding yeah. Medicaid providers. And then more often it's the bigger agencies that accept that. And so you've got some people who aren't even qualified to be therapists yet. I mean, they, they've got bachelors in psychology. They have case management experience. So they're just getting it. But um, the master's levels are so, and even higher, are so limited and few. And they're overrun. I mean, there have been a couple of agencies I've been trying to poach myself and some of my my former classmates because there's just such a huge need and hmm. not enough folks willing to be like, sure, I'll take fifty bucks over 180. Why not? Yeah, exactly. And it, it all comes back to money, but it's sad. It's stupid, and it's something that I think uh, societies and at least the Western world need to catch up to. There's a lot of injustice in the world. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at a list here of all of the. Uh, false craft breweries out there that are actually owned by Anheuser-Busch. We just, we just got done drinking one. What do you guys think of the, uh, the Elysian Budweiser Dayglow IPA? That was, that was, I have some pretty good mental yeah. whiplash now. It's about yeah. as impressive as the other Elysian that we here's, just had. Here's, here's my no-word um, review of that one. It goes one. well with pretzels. <sighs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it was, was actually not, better yeah. than the uh, breakbeat. Um, I didn't, I'll give it that. I didn't think it was better. I actually thought it was a notch. notch oh, I thought it was down. a little bit better. There's a little more. Yeah. You could smell it a little better. There's more aromatics. It was. Just, it was. It's okay. I mean, I, I don't hate it. It's just I'm I'm. It's a it's a it's a heavy sigh. It's just. It's okay. a heavy sigh. Yeah. It's you know, no different than Elysian's not just not the same since. Anheuser Busch took over. Yeah, and True thankfully enough. Mike's not here because I don't know if we have enough time left in the podcast for him to for one of his diatribes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so I could, what? I could try to channel him. Uh, uh, did you know that Breckenridge <laughs> Brewery is also owned by Anheuser Busch? As is Blue Point Brewing, no. Ten Barrel Brewing. Yeah, yeah, knew that one. Barrel. Four knew that Peaks, one. Golden Road, Goose Island. Goose Island. Goose I've Island. Had, yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Uh, yeah, Matilda. They're a 32 yeah. percent uh, owner of Kona right. Brewing in Hawaii. Yeah, bro. Oh, uh, so far, all the ones I've known, yeah, it tastes like it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Shock Top Brewing. Oh, uh-huh. Shock Top. Uh, oh, Widmer Brothers. Would how would really? Oregon, how would Oregon feel if they knew that 32 percent ownership of Widmer Brothers is owned by none other than Anheuser Busch? Wow. Wow. No Washington stuff. I mean, aside from you know. Elysian. That's, yeah, holy shit. Red Hook, I thought, wasn't uh, solely owned by... Uh, uh, no, it's a, they're also a 32% owner. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, but not Pyramid. Pyramid is actually owned by North American Breweries, also a big uh, domestic brewery. Wow. Also a... Sh- not very good. As I've is, never uh, had anything from them I've liked. Uh, yeah. I guess they're not McTarnahan's anymore. Now they're Portland Brewing Company. Yeah. Which they've actually made some pretty good beer, so mm. I can't fault them for that. So do the do these breweries still get to be considered craft brewing? That's what I would love there to be a, a harder division between you know if you're owned by a big multinational conglomerate, yeah, you're probably it's probably not fair to keep counting you as a because I see I see statistics about you know the growth in craft beer, and I'd love to know if those statistics are about you know are they are they truly craft beer stats or are we also counting in these kind of fake ones or these quasi. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't. There I don't ought think, to be standards and regulations. Well, I, it would like be that. nice to know because I was actually I was a one, an article I was going to bring up was the fact that um, that's where one needs to inform themselves. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, American craft beer exports has hit 116 million mm-hmm. per year, which is pretty amazing. And I that mean, was I've, where mostly is that um, Europe, mostly or Canada. Weirdly enough, is like the biggest. Yeah, they're the biggest. biggest but I thought but, um, I Europe, thought. It was like 11% to Europe or yeah, something Europe, like that. Yeah, Europe's the next biggest one, which is really funny because, you know, in my lifetime, I've always heard Europeans complaining about American beer. Mm-hmm. Right. So clearly something has flipped. Love a you know, canoe the, beer. Yeah, for, yeah exactly. Fucking near water. For decades, yeah. you know, the, the German standards of brewing have been, you know, world-renowned. Yeah, yeah. But, Which is yeah. funny because yeah, every, every I'm not a big fan of German beer. Every no, beer that I've either. tried that that claims to be German style or is you it's, know it's all lagers and pilsners it's it's like, yeah, because of the uh, because of the weather mostly. Yeah. If oh, you go I over you can pretty much any really of their international away. borders in any direction, you're yeah. going to find a beer that. Well, I'm going to find a beer that I enjoy more. Yeah. You know, if you go into Belgian, I mean, uh, there are oh, lots of Belgian yeah. beers that I love. Lots of good Belgian. You know, beer, yeah. Right? Heck, I would even drink a. Heineken over some of the German <laughs> beers I've had. <laughs> kind of the same. I did steal an ashtray from uh, from uh, a place in where Heineken comes from. Oh, really? Netherlands, yeah. <laughs> Stole a Heineken ashtray. So. Uh, so it really is quite different from the brewery, I hear. 
What? The, the ashtray? Yeah, it was completely, completely <laughs> different than the beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I remember for the first time I ever had Stella Artois, it was over there, but it, it's like their Budweiser, so. Right. And now we have it here, Stella Artois. Yeah. But, um, which is like our Budweiser. Which is... <laughs> no, it's better than Budweiser. Well, that's it's it's go, certainly a uh, Belgian beer and not uh, a German or a lager or American yeah. beer. Right. I, love that. I don't know where American pale ale came from. I know a lot of breweries, good breweries, don't get me wrong, I, I just don't know where American pale ale came from because almost exclusively we do pilsners and lagers, mostly lagers. In the United States. So where did American pale ale come from? Is it because maybe they use a hop called American hops? I don't know. Huh. Hmm. Something to think about. Yeah. It made you go, hmm, huh. <laughs> Perhaps not- they brew it exactly the way they drew, brew an India pale ale, but they just save money and not use hops. I Perhaps. <laughs> Or maybe they just have guns around or something. Maybe that. <laughs> yeah. While they're brewing, they're we, shooting uh, something. We stir it with guns. <laughs> <laughs> that makes an American. Goddamn rifles made right here in America. <laughs> God damn it. And we listen to Rat. <laughs> oh, no. We listen to ZZ Tall. Oh, ZZ Tall. ZZ Tall. Or Bruce Springsteen. There's there's an American. Oh, musician. God. I hate Bruce Springsteen <laughs> so much. You're more of a Huey Lewis kind of guy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't hate Bruce Springsteen, but I've never understood. He's in that category of musicians where I just, I listen to him and I go, I don't, it's yeah. not bad. It was just, but it's real, it's kind of basic. For it's me, sort of, he's, he's like, like, he's like a higher rent John Cougar Mellencamp. That's all he yeah, is. Yeah, that's exactly. I was gonna say, but I was gonna say oh, Bob. Sorry, I, I was gonna say Bob Seger. Yeah. You know, it's, he's it's along the same lines kinda, as like you know. the all-American white guy yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. rock and roller yeah. from the Midwest, and then sings about Jack and Diane and all those kids in the Midwest or whatever. <laughs> so, uh. so those are his radio hits. But uh, I've talked with. Granted, I am not a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen Ooh, either, this? but I, but I've talked with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely more of a Hugh Lewis man. Man, that song and. Um, uh, American Psycho, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> but <laughs> but certainly the scene. But, but his radio hits, I guess, are nothing like some of the like slower, more yeah, like yeah. Uh, I don't know, um, ballad rock. I've yeah. listened to Springsteen's whole albums. I've listened to okay. at least two full albums. Mm-hmm. It it's all the same song really just over and over again. Yeah, I. Yeah. Mm. I, and I know that there's a certain he's good at it, like there's a certain amount of irony like uh, born in the USA or is born that if you look at the lyrics of that it's not you know a lot of yeah. people use that as like this go America you know no and it was never meant to be no and it isn't when you look at the lyrics it's like you realize there's a little bit of sarcasm or a little bit of irony in it and it's he's mm-hmm. not he's not being like uh, you know he's not being a cheerleader for the country in that song no, no, which no, is no, hilarious no. because way back I think in the early 2000s some Republican used that as his. Uh, Oh, it's his campaign song, and it was it was hilarious. Like, oh, you have completely missed the point of that song. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I um, I think the only Bruce Springsteen song that I've ever really listened to and thought that's actually pretty damn good is the uh, uh, he did the song for Philadelphia, the movie. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that was oh, yeah. that wasn't bad. Um, that's but that to me feels like he was like getting out of his comfort zone a little bit. You know, not so much the. You know the mm-hmm. typical kind of rock. Well, I just does. Uh, the the Springsteen guy has always been like compared to Bob Dylan for some reason. He was like this uh, bo- this era's Bob Dylan, and I heard that all through the eighties from yeah. all the people around that love not Bob Dylan the, the other asset. Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> and like Bob Dylan actually, well, maybe he wasn't the greatest singer in the world. He made he wrote some incredible fucking songs. Yeah. Incredible, poignant, wonderful songs. And Born in the USA just does not while it is, of course, kind of a mockery of yeah, the John Cougar Mellencamp type yeah. music, uh it, it just does not hold up. It does not compare no. to kind of that poetry esque you know, thing that Bob Dylan really captured. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I, I've always heard that though. He's like, well, it's this generation's Bob Dylan. No, no, yeah. he's, he's a fucking moron. So yes. speaking of things that are older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Most things. And We're going back to rad, aren't we? <laughs> no, I was going to say, I don't know if I'm under a rock, Scorpions. but um, I just was reading, I just found an article oh, no, that mentioned right. that there's a Blade Runner yeah. 2 coming out. Yes. Why is that not better advertised? Um... The original guy's going to do it. I don't know how good it's going to oh, be. Harrison he? Ford is in it. Yeah. Oh. Ridley and, Scott is doing and, uh, it. And oh, Dave wow, Bautista, okay. who was in Guardians of the Galaxy, also has joined the crew. And in addition to being in uh, Blade Runner wow. 2, he's releasing his own book on tiny origami. Huh. I think I love this man. <laughs> he's a big guy that does tiny origami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's an anime character. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, the woman that's going to be in that is awesome. And I, oh, uh, there's uh, Ryan Gosling, Robin Wright. Robin Wright is going to be in it, and of course, anything with Robin Wright, I will watch because she's fucking. I phenomenal. guess my my thing oh, is yeah. that and that she's the fucking Princess Bride, so shut the fuck up. The, the oh my god, she Blade is. Runner, and she's also Mrs. Underwood. Yeah, she Blade is. Runner is one of those movies where I feel like it was it was self contained, like it, it was done. It was self contained. It was sort of like you learned everything you needed to learn. All the character arcs were finished. It was all done. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those. And I, there's a lot of movies where you look at where you watch and you think, I could see how they might be able to continue this. But Blade Runner is just one of those. Well, I don't it was see also a, a different sequel. time where um, yeah, that, Rucker, that sequel Howard, fever yeah, wasn't yeah, the same. Yeah. The sequel yeah. fever wasn't quite what it is now. I mean, you can't yeah. make a movie without having an open ending to it anymore. Yeah. You just simply can't. Yeah. So you look at every big budget movie that's been made in the last ten years; they are all open ended. Yeah. Now the the smaller budget stuff is all close ended. So I mean, it it just. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's the original people involved in the in it. At least yeah. then, I I feel like there's some artistic merit or validity to it it's not just a, a money grab or the studio saying well people love this movie we should we should do something new so do you think it's going to be like the original theatrical which is definitely more like a, a techno film noir or do you think they're going to mm-hmm. go more uh full-on sci-fi see nowadays i mean everything's kind of not not to sound I I don't want to sound like a nostalgic douchebag about anything because I hate that shit. But you are. I mean, one of the things oh, that's one of the things that's great about all. Blade Runner is that all the all the technical limitations cause them to have to do the film in a certain way. I just don't want to see like the big big budget effects. Spend I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I hope they. I hope they still manage to to rein it in. Well, I don't know. He spent a lot of money on those fucking sets. Those sets oh, no, were no, no, no. incredibly no, no. expensive. I'm, I'm not and saying they were it wasn't amazing. I, yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't a big budget. And I actually production. have uh, a behind right. the scenes picture of the the guys that you know the the first shot where you're going across the city. Yeah, um, all that's miniature. Yeah, it's a miniature giant city that they actually created, and I have uh, a picture of the guys painting part of yeah, it, that's and so... you can see a part of it, and it, it's it's amazing how big that table was. It was yeah. huge, yeah. and it had the miniature city on it all yeah. the way up to the the big complex that uh, right. what's the guy's name shit uh, Tyrell Tyrell Corporation yeah um, but 
nonetheless, it's it's they spent a lot of money on that movie. I just, I, just I would like to see some of those sets back. Yeah. This, yeah. this might make you feel better. Yeah. Um. So Ridley Scott and Hampton Fancher are still or have been have input on the sequel. Mm-hmm. Actually, the sequel was is being written by Fancher, so the original oh. writer and Michael Green, and will be directed by Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, who mm-hmm. did Cicero. Okay. Or Cesario. As long as they Cicario? don't Michael Bay. Cicario? I've never seen <laughs> that's, it. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid movie. of. I okay, don't want it to become it. an action. I mean, there were action sequences in the original film, but that wasn't the point of the film. No. So you, no. Know, you had the you had a couple of chase scenes. You had a couple of fight scenes. Honestly, but it I'd wasn't. Like, sorry, you know, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, you know, I love George Lucas, but I don't want to see the George Lucas version of Blade <laughs> Runner. You know what I mean? With like the yeah. intense action scenes well, and stuff. With in, the, it seems like they're... In defense of a lot of different directors right now who are yeah. playing around in sci-fi, mm-hmm. George Lucas screwed the pooch so hard that I think every sci-fi actor is thinking the same thoughts. Don't be Lucas. Don't be Lucas. <laughs> don't be Lucas. Don't be Lucas. Because there really hasn't been an asshole like Lucas yeah. since in the sci-fi film industry. I, like they, They've all tried very hard to never, stick to their story. It's I why... Have, I have never felt that way about him. I've loved everything he's done. And, I, and I, one of the things, you know, with the prequels is... I think I was such a hardcore fan of the original Star Wars films. I went into The Phantom Menace consciously thinking, there's no way this is going to be as good. I was just young. My expectations were very fucking low. I was like, this will be fun. That is fun to go back to this. But but it you could say that about me. You could say, oh, you only liked it because your expectations were low. Or you could say, everybody fucking hated it because their expectations were through the freaking well, roof. As someone who grew up with that, like literally grew up with that movie. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember dancing to Weird Al's music video yeah. Yeah. and watching yeah. Disney Channel. Yeah. It was really good for my age group. And I think it was more directed at the younger age groups than yeah. it was oh, for absolutely. adults. But as I grew up, I became less and less and less and less and less yeah. in love with it. And it didn't I feel stick with you. But here's because the thing. there's just too much... Illogical, irrelevant script and mm-hmm. characters that weren't. Well, have you seen the first Star Wars movie? Talk yeah. about illogical. And but I was just well, no, say, I mean, like even hack script. But I, I, mean, was, I, I don't was, need to hear Anakin go, "Whoa, that was a big one!" Every yeah. ten seconds. Yeah, but here's the thing. Wow, look at me go! Almost every criticism you can Whoa. make of the prequels would apply to the original films too. And like you, I have fallen out of love with the original. Like I was a fucking religious fanatic about those films when I was younger. So now they're just. Films but then he that found really Pink love. Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I've fallen out of love with the original films too, and you can look back at. There's no shortage of moments where you kind of cringe and you go, "Oh God, I wish." But they, I don't have they that. Said it like that. Yeah. I don't have that when I watch the the original no. four, five, and six. I, I have that when I listen to Pink I, Floyd. I hardly ever listen to Piper at the Gates of Dawn anymore. I'm <laughs> nice. I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm definitely more the Wall and Wish You Were Here. Yeah, okay, I yeah. think I resent the original the original trilogy yeah. because of all the editing that's been done to it. And every time I get a new edition of it, there's something else that's just like wrong mm. and should not. And it changes the feel. Like when Darth Vader's randomly screaming no as he throws. Uh, for Palpatine down and a, a shaft is like no he's silent it's just like this co- unconscious or conscious but thoughtful like move to just kill the big guy yeah. and save his son and yeah. not dramatic no one needs to talk well, shh here's what? the thing I, there are several things that George Lucas fucked up when he did the when he redid the films and I'll, I'll admit that wholeheartedly he screwed like the no thing 
That wasn't necessary. I loved the background Inserting, he added, though, all the different cities and the yeah. aliens. That was cool. All the uh, all of the uh, the Jabba scene was not necessary. Did mm-hmm. not need to be there. I don't care how good it looks now or how much he's perfected it. It did, just doesn't need to be there. In fact, half the dialogue was was taken from the Greedo scene. Like if you notice, it's mm-hmm. like exactly the same. It mm-hmm. doesn't further the story one bit. Um, so there are things that I disagree with him that he changed. But as someone who saw those films literally dozens of times in the theater, I can tell you that they are fucking light years ahead of where they used to be. And there are things mm-hmm. that people have forgotten. They'll look at those reissues and they'll say, you know, oh, look, you know, you can see the animated Tauntaun running across the the, the snow. It looked, That looks so good because that's a... It's like, you know what he did, though? They went back and recomposited every frame of that with computers, even though... So it's still the same effects. It's still the same shots. But right. he redid those things because when I used to watch that in the theater, like the shot in Empire Strikes Back where it's kind of moving in over Luke as you see him running across the... It was very jerky and very obviously... Well, like It looked like a Rankin-Bass anime. I was well, like, oh, God, yeah. I don't want to watch this part. Those okay, are now the we're, edits now we're, that okay. make sense, though. Like, yeah. like, he fixed it so the Stormtroopers are actually hitting shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, oh, and and that the, make, but it's, uh, it's the unnecessary dialogue again and the unnecessary yeah, scenes yeah. that just make things super redundant and take value out of it. It just... Mm-hmm. It just like, when, he, my, when he switched Greedo to shooting first, suddenly yeah. Han is not... The vigilante who just devil may care will kill you if you piss him off. He's the I have to defend myself. Uh, actually, no, 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 a good no, no. guy. He already had the drop on him. He already had the gun pulled, so it doesn't matter who shoots. Yeah, but Greedo, Greedo still misses <laughs> two like, feet away. Two, a, he was I sitting know, this far away. It was dumb. I don't agree with that change, but <gasps> I, don't, I don't think it makes Han any less of a badass because he's already he from the original release of that film. Greedo already had the drop on him, so there's no. He's already got a reason to shoot from the beginning. It doesn't matter if he shoots at that point. Han, people always talk about it like he just walked up to Greedo in the bar and said, hey, motherfucker. Well, no, you know, I, it's like he had a reason from the start. So there's no, it didn't detract from his badass nature. He did it. It changed the feeling the of the scene, though, is the problem. And it's not necessarily, yeah. you know, I can argue about this all day. I know, I can too. We should probably, we should probably have <laughs> no, our final it's, thoughts. No, it's just that, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um no, I, I don't really care. I love Star Wars. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, yeah. 1, 2, and 3, or what are the prequels, or whatever you want to call them. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan just because I was a growing up at that point, and all the loopholes, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're terrible. They're, you could drive a, tr- a Mack truck through those loopholes. You That's could. how big those fucking holes were. They're in the originals, um, though, you know, too. It, it was my, I have the same problem with Lost as I do the prequels. Oh. The <laughs> characters completely change their personality depending on what scene and what movie they're in. Yeah. So it, it was mm-hmm. It was just really poorly he, done. They spent so much time trying to fix the loopholes in the original trilogy but the newer trilogy that it created bigger holes. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. For, but for, to J.J. Abrams, and yes, he did Lost, but he also oh, did the recent uh, episode him. 7. And uh, Star no, Trek. I love him. If, if you've ever books. watched Fringe, you should love him because oh Fringe God. is probably it's one amazing. of the best sci-fi shows. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's actually better than... Uh, the one it's always compared to, the do 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 do. What the fuck is it X-Files. called? X Files. Thank you. Um, I'm but, so glad I'm here to help. You yes. <laughs> Thank you for being my brain today. Now, if I can remember, no. Um, I just watched the Abrams uh, Star Wars last night. I yeah. showed it to my parents, who I've not seen my dad on the edge of his seat in a long time, yeah, and cool. they got choked. Most of my parents got really involved in it because you know they 
they were there in 1977. They took me to go see the theater yeah. in 1977, and you know they've they've watched all those characters. And Han Solo died. My mom was like punching me. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? You know, I mean, they were really invested. But yeah. watching it a second time, I was able to kind of garner um, a little bit of the the deeper meanings. And I don't really want to call it deeper, but a callback to the other films. Yeah. Like the, oh, yeah. there's callbacks not only to. Um, you know, the original films, of course, but there's also callbacks to the prequels, like, mm-hmm. you know, how um, she's really good at piloting for no good fucking reason. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's a for, bit of a callback to the for, Anakin there's, character. There's, for no reason that we're aware of yet. I, there's a yes, video. for right. no reason we're aware of yet, but that also hails back to why that little kid was so good. Yeah. The mighty yeah. chlorines or whatever they're Shh. not going to put in this. <laughs> the mighty chlorines. I like that one better. Okay, that's, fine. that's what you clean um, a really strong tub with. In, a, in addition to the throwbacks <laughs> in the, the callbacks to the original, the first, I guess, first six movies, um, I, there's actually a video that I posted that's floating around Facebook on how J.J. Abrams shot uh, Scenes and they compare it to the original trilogy oh, yeah. four, five, and I've six, and that. how they're side by side matching, and, yeah. but different in the cool. same way because they're owning their own story. It's like mm-hmm. this was why it hits my nostalgia button over yeah. and over yeah, and no, over and, and over. Absolutely, he did such a brilliant job with that film. Yeah, and it's edited. I don't know who What's the funny, editor was, but they did an amazing job. They nailed it funny. stylistically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's oh, funny absolutely. is that everybody complained, complained immediately that they rehashed the original film, but if you watch, it's the 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 overall framework of that story is the original film, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give Absolutely. you that. But throughout that, yeah. they're actually revisiting the other two films as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like there's as many references to the other two films, so it's almost like right. they decided we're going to just like revisit all three of those, but in a different form. Yeah, it was, and, yeah. I, and I think that's I actually it's think that's really handoff. cool. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a lot of people said, oh, it's a cop out and it ruined it. It's but a handoff. No, it was a perfect it. handoff. It's, it's no, just it's like was, it, it's yeah. JJ Abrams did that with Star Trek too, yeah. and then Joss Whedon followed in his footsteps. It's that yeah. we have a new generation of people who really want to embrace this, but it's yeah. so yeah. if it's it's so held it's held tightly to the chest of the, of the young of the older generation, so Gen X and before that. Yeah. Um, Younger people have a hard time getting into that group because we feel like, oh, we're going to be stereotyped with our folks. But it blended and brought a lot of fans together, and it in yeah. mm-hmm. the way like they brought the two Spocks together. I mean, that was a per- that was beautiful. That, that was, was awesome. so yeah. fucking mm-hmm. smart. The, oh I really like the Star Trek. The it's first Star separated. Trek movie he did. I know there's a lot of trickies out there that just fucking hate it. But <laughs> but uh, it separated um, Leonard Nimoy from Spock. Yeah. It, yeah. It, so Spock continues to live on, even though. Leonard Nimoy has yeah. uh, has not. J- 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 <laughs> yeah, J.J. Abrams uh, did a really good job uh, emulating and uh, the 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 original style, making it his own, and also having that th- those respective pieces be transitional to something new that had their own identity as well. No. Uh, you know, getting back to the Star Wars thing, uh, you know what uh, what maybe uh, some viewers can't recognize uh, explicitly or uh, consciously, uh, but is still there, is that when George Lucas was writing the episode four, five, and six, uh, it was right around the same time that Joseph Campbell was really, became really well known for yeah. his hero of a thousand faces, you yeah. know, the whole, you know. Well, I the, think it's been the, pretty the, well known yeah, that he. The refusal of the call yeah. and, you know, the the hero's journey, all that stuff. Uh, you know, in order for J.J. Abrams to capture that same framework, he needed to abide by it as well. And so what a lot of people are, you know, complaining, oh, you know, it's they're just rehashing the original three. Well, I mean, it's it's that story. You know, it's just, you know, maybe done done with different characters, different backdrop, you know, different plot. Speaking of Abrams, have you seen the, the trailer to the next Star Trek movie that's coming? 
Yes. Yeah, it looks fun. It I looks much better so than the last. The last one was not all that great. Is, it, is Abrams doing that one? I, I don't remember. Because I, I, I know, know that. I think he has involvement in it, but I don't know. Because I know Joss Whedon's not doing it, and I know J.J. Abrams. He made sure he made it a point that he. Joss Whedon quit the uh, Marvel mm-hmm. universe completely, but really the whole one. Oh. Yep, he's out. Oh. He's sick of dealing with uh, big budget movies. With uh, no, he's sick of dealing with Disney. Really, oh, that's, that's fair. <laughs> but I know J.J. Abrams refuses to no giant spider um, do more than one movie per series because he doesn't want to get tight cast as a specific director and rather yeah. go do other projects which That's I thought smart. was really cool too he's like he's gonna hand off the next Star Wars and the next Star Trek film mm. to whoever is ready and to take it yeah. on so we're gonna get we're, we're gonna I bet you Star Wars episode 8 even um, Rogue Squadron is gonna be completely different beasts but yeah. side by side yeah. I think comparing uh, Star Trek and Star Wars I really honestly think that he's much more of a Star Wars fan than a Star Trek fan oh absolutely Who, Joss, you, you can Joss, see those no Joss this Sweden. is J.J. Abrams oh yeah you can yeah. see those in those movies yeah yeah, you can. You know, he put a lot of love into Star Wars. He put a lot of love into Star Trek, but, but Star Wars was nearly... so done. It was done artistic, so artistically well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember the first time I went in to see the the Force Awakens. I was actually a little bit scared. I mean, I really didn't enjoy the film as much as I should have because, as big a fan as I am, walking into it, I thought, "God, I hope he doesn't fuck this up." I just, I hope he doesn't fuck it up. So the whole time I was kind of tense watching it, just going, God, please. And then like an hour into it, I'm going, okay, so far, so good. This is like really good. Don't, <laughs> don't screw this up. And, you know, so by the time it was over, I was like, holy shit, that was an awesome film. But I didn't really enjoy it the way I should have. So the second time I saw it, that was when I felt like I really, I could just relax. And I was like, okay, I know this is great. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just sit back and watch it. And I had a much better viewing the second time than the, than the first. Yeah. And the third and fourth and... And fifth and sixth and subsequent viewers. <laughs> yep. In other uh, news, mm-hmm. I am struggling through Clone Wars, and it is awful. <laughs> well, I've, I think we found a Star Wars opinion that you and I can agree on here. Uh, I can't get through it either. I have tried my heart. Are you watching the, the cartoon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no. I, not I, the computer animated? Well, no, it, it is the computer animated one. Okay. Yeah. And I am struggling... Struggling. I'm in season two, and I'm literally looking at Brandon going, is this over yet? How many seasons left do I have before I can say I've watched Clone Wars? Yeah. Fuck, I have six seasons. I have four more seasons to go. Shoot me. I can't But I am it. struggling through Clone Wars day okay. after oh, yeah. day, one or two I really episodes. like the movie that they came out. They came out with a movie. I heard the movie was amazing, but the, yeah, the, really the series is just, again, more of that Yeah, I started watching the series, kind stuff. of fell out of it. Yeah. But. Well, we should probably have final thoughts about the Clone Wars then, since it's, uh, we're, it's time for us to wrap it up. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I don't know. I don't know. It's but actually painful. If you get a to chance, watch. and if you haven't watched Daredevil yet, watch it. The second season is phenomenal. Starting that next week. The uh, the Punisher steals the show. Um, it's Shane from Walking Dead. Yeah, nice. he's a perfect uh, Punisher. He is. Okay. He's and he does a really excellent job. And there's there's some really poignant scenes that he has. Um, Daredevil in the whole series is. He falls in. I don't know if anybody else here watches any of the other uh, superhero shows, I do. like Arrow, and and especially, he really reminded me of like Arrow and Dirt and not Daredevil, what's the the, fa- the, the Flash. Flash. Yeah. Um, you know how the, these superheroes eventually get a whiny because they're like, I'm endangering the people I love, and blah blah blah. <laughs> this is the season that Daredevil does that. So just just be forewarned that Daredevil is going to be kind of a whiny. He did bitch. that the last season too. It just wasn't as overt. <laughs> no, this time it's much more overt, but That's lots of bad. great fucking fight scenes amazing yeah. fight scenes and the Punisher steals the show and one of my favorite characters on the show is Karen the woman that's on the show and she's absolutely amazing mm-hmm. she's you wonderful. know what's funny about superhero shows the comic books they may spend a couple pages 
on the lamenting of their loved ones. Except for Spider-Man, he gets, I think, a whole chapter or two. But, um, yeah, it's so like, oh, I'm so sad over it. I just buck up, buddy. <laughs> do what I do. Yeah, you fucking yeah. grow some fucking ovaries and get over it. That's right. So, Damn uh, it. Uh, my, my final thoughts. Um, as tempting as it may be to use a water pick in a sexual or inappropriate manner, <laughs> uh, you know, don't, don't do it. Excuse me? D- don't do it. Even I, on the lowest setting. Well, well, I think we'll pick that up at the, on the next episode. Uh, you said pick and he said pick. Did you see that? How that went? Um, um, news to me. Yeah, that's a well, little... Well, you've got something to look forward to now, a, don't you? That's a teaser. That's <laughs> not, a teaser for next I'm week's not sure. episode. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm, there's no way I'm going to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> but you just did. Final thoughts. <laughs> Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Ow, my butt hurts. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, Bree Edwards, and Brandon Longwell. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Now we can talk about religion and politics. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> uh, speaking of, I watched Deadpool again this morning illegally on Friendface. All of it on Friendface. You're welcome. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So How did you do that? Because she shared it from somebody else who obviously shared it. So I called oh. Pitsy Kale Rosie or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's the it's a Korean subtitled version of Deadpool that was shared <laughs> that was pirated by a Russian group. Um, <laughs> I think it was Russian. Not sure what that writing was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Sorry. definitely Russian. We weren't laughing at you. No, we were no, laughing at the la- coffee that's, makes, that's makes my, me. That's poop. the mug that my best friend thinks of. So far, this is probably the best mug. That's right here. What does that I say? That it says, for... let us drink like dwarves, smoke like wizards, and party like hobbits. Mine, mine's just very succinct. Yeah, I know. We know it is. Coffee. So the poop one is from my best friend because she says that it made her think of me when she saw it. And then I got that one for Brandon because we had a... There's no smiley face on the poop like the emoji, is there? Yeah, there is. Oh, my God, it is the emoji almost. That's awesome. I thought that I'd already asked you and gotten an answer. What happened? Yeah. Oh, you wanted coffee? He was offering me coffee, but I've already... I can't even wait in the morning to... Yeah, I know. It's like the coffee... I know, I've already started to shake. The coffee is the first thing. It's like up in in the kitchen. Start the coffee. Oh, no, me, I have to... I have my tea in the morning. Yeah. And then I can't really drink coffee unless I eat something. So I fried yeah. my couple of eggs, put some peanut sauce on it, uh, on top of rice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And ate that. And then I had my whole carafe of coffee. <laughs> so I'm a little excitable right now. <laughs> oh, look. There's where our beer glasses have been going. Who is that actor that caused the big uh, outrage amongst the Game of Thrones fans? By he's, he's in the show. He's in yeah. the coming up season. And... He referred to it as uh, he he let out some kind of spoiler and the fans freaked out and he goes, "What's the big deal? It's just tits and dragons." 
<laughs> which, oh, yeah. which made things even worse. That was one of my favorite things. A few years ago, I was listening to a podcast. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, and it was that was the one thing. It was yeah, it's it's tits with a chance of dragons. That was really what the <laughs> show is called. Tits with a chance of dragons. It's That's not like so that. much tits anymore. It's, it's just like dragons. The Walking Dead is people arguing, and sometimes zombies show up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if you look, if you saw the last episode, it was kidnap after kidnap after kidnap. Well, this whole season has been yeah. one the capture after another. I know. I'm 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 enjoying it, but let's I, talk I am, intensely now. Get kidnapped. I'm I'm noticing the pattern of ambush, and either someone comes from the side and gets them and, and frees them, or yeah. you know, or they end up getting captured. I've started reading the comic books. I'm like on the second graphic novel. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is it the Duncan Egg, or is it they may actually make graphic novels of the. No, they made, they made the Ice and Fire. Uh, no, he's talking no, about, talking about the Walking Dead. Oh, okay. They do have they do have the Song of Ice <laughs> now, and Fire now, comic books, but and now I'm part of the podcast too. <laughs> Yay! Welcome, Rick Grimes, Warden of the North. <laughs> that would somehow work really well. Actually, <laughs> the zombies are coming. <laughs> Winter is coming. Good, it'll freeze those fuckers. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, Carl. And, it, to... and they actually highlight that in the comic book. <laughs> They highlight the whole freezing of the zombies, and they they can't move very well. Oh, yeah, the yeah. So, well, so, so which came first? Because that, chicken, fucking chicken. <laughs> we're talking about zombies. We're not talking about Weirvin. Weirvin came first, then chicken, then Brandon. Egg. Can you move the microphone closer to you? Yeah, sure, I can do that. Okay, there you go. Like that? Yes, perfect. Like that? Okay. How about that? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, no, no. Can you hear me now? Just you're really you're really quiet like that. Okay. Okay. Um, what was I? Ta- oh, um. So uh, the chicken, au- the author of <laughs> the, the author of uh, Walking Dead mm-hmm. is I'm blanking his name right now. Frank Kirkman? Robert Kirk- Robert Kirkman, Robert Kirkman. is yeah, one that, of okay, the uh, right. creators, one of the three and, or four creators, and, of the and that's Dead certainly not the book. first time that He's it's the- come up, but the two times that I'm aware of it being very uh, very forefront of the plot of a zombie story uh, is that and uh, World War Z. Uh, oh. By Max Brooks. Oh, God. he's another one that brought Great up uh, a fantastic uh, strategy against uh, zombie plague. Yeah. Is the cold? Max uh, Brooks came out first. His book came okay. out first. Well, mm-hmm. in in his story, uh, as the world is being overrun by zombies, uh, a a sanctuary that mankind or humankind found was to go north of the Arctic Circle to Manitoba. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna as, freeze as your toques off. Them all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they all froze solid. Yeah, that's actually that's interesting. No, it was good, and I liked I liked the the fact that like Cuba was like a, a safe haven as well because it was it's an island, and they just kept they would wash up and they'd kill them right away. So they, it wasn't no. like a yeah. you know they didn't get overrun there quite as bad. I would I you know I'm I'm kind of you know Walking if you've Dead never is read on, that book please World War Z is a yeah it's, a, it's on my book. it's on my on my recommendation oh I'm sure list. it is yeah no don't, it is <laughs> don't watch the movie oh I'm sure the movie it is is embarrassing no the movie is fun I enjoyed the movie literature. just it's nothing like the book that's all. I started watching the movie and like five minutes in I don't know what it was maybe I was just in the wrong mood I immediately was like I don't want to watch this it was like some sort of something struck me very very best what? thing about the movie yeah. Is when he's going up the stairs, he wraps those uh, magazines around his arm. Yeah. Oh. Brilliant fucking idea. It's a, it's a good Armor? Strategy. Wait, no one's thought of that in the zombie plague yet? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good story, like so many others that have been made from uh, literature into a movie. Yeah. Uh, they just need didn't need to call it that. 
Yeah. Because it had nothing to do with We should probably start this podcast. Actual book. Since we started the podcast. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have started it. <laughs> we just get into the conversation. We're, we're, we're about to start. You know what? We'll record, we'll record the intro later. <laughs> but no, keep, keep in mind the conversation because I, I have watched, uh, speaking of literature and zombies, I have watched the movie Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Oh. I want to watch it. Oh, it's, it's cheesily wonderful. It's, all, it's pretty cool. I want to watch it so bad. <laughs> you can just download it off the internet. You can borrow it from the internet like I do. I give it back. Oh, you did. I as long as you bring it back, that's all I'm mm-hmm. Yeah. I, somebody I, else. I rewound it. Everything. Yeah. As long as somebody else can check it out later. I was funny. kind. I yeah. rewind. <laughs> 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 Just think, the current generation, they have no idea. What My daughter means. is never going to know what the, what the fuck does that mean? You know? At least millennials, you know, obviously would know that. But, like, children my daughter's age, they're... It's amazing to me that my kids won't watch a movie on DVD because it's too much hassle to get it out. It's like, is it on Netflix? So you really you can't get the disc and shove that's it into a little box. That's not a generational box. thing. That's just lazy. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. That's it. I'm getting you guys okay. one of those console TVs my kids are... from 1978. <laughs> I'm bringing it over. That's all they get for the rest of their lives. And okay, the okay, remote okay, okay, is okay. actually still attached to the okay, TV. Okay. But I want the one with the record player built into it. Like you open the top. Oh, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to drink this, and then I go, there's no beer in it. Oh, my God. Oh, maybe we should do that before we start. Yeah, let's, uh, let us start with uh, Day Glow Abortion or uh, Breakbeat. I don't care which one you want to choose. We'll, we'll do a, we'll do a Bud, Budweiser what? Elysian. We're doing an Elysian episode just for Mike. Uh... And... <laughs> This has been brought to you by the emergency broadcast system. Sorry, Jeff's had too much coffee. You're welcome. 